All right, hey guys, welcome back to the Failing Songs podcast, and today we're going to be recapping uh, the match from this past weekend, the Oki Spring Showdown as an AG Cup and qualifier match, and we got a lot to talk about. So, um, for those of y'all that haven't been, it's at, at Falbor Precision. I, I think this is my fifth match out there uh, that Justin puts on, and it's a super cool range, um, kind of in the western part of Oklahoma it's got kind of some like rolling hills um really pretty range and he's got a bunch of cool um props and different things like that but this one was uh like I said an an AG cup and qualifier match so you know was anticipating it being a little more difficult and there was a lot of uh the, the field was pretty stacked this weekend but to kind of paint a picture, you know, so the firing line uh, just kind of works its way down. And it's probably, oh, I mean, it, it's fairly it's fairly long. I don't want to take a guess because I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. But, um, and then you're, you're shooting uh, kind of south and east and southeast, kind of depending on where you're at. Um, and then, for the most part, there's there's kind of like this little valley type thing that runs through where a lot of the targets are at. Um, normally, the wind there is pretty pretty rough. This weekend, it it actually wasn't too bad. Um, it was windier in the mornings and then kind of settled down, uh, getting close to lunch. Um, it still had quite a bit of uh, like ups and downs that definitely made it you know, still difficult, but not quite as much wind direction change as I've normally seen out there. When uh, we got out there f- Friday, um, shot shot a little bit and was kind of going around, and he put a ton of new berms out, and I mean like a ton. Uh, there were just fresh berms everywhere, and I, t- I got to talk to some of the guys that shoot there regularly, and I think even a bunch of them were put up like within that week, so it, it was that was pretty neat. It definitely helped for seeing seeing your misses on a lot of them. But the the one downside, I guess I would say, is it did make uh, finding your targets on the stage a little trickier because there were freaking berms everywhere. But it was cool to see. I mean, he it's it was very obvious he put a lot of work and thought leading into this and there were 20 stages it was 200 rounds or I think it was 198 rounds and then there was one stage that we'll get into that was uh, unlimited rounds but then there was and this was a little different Uh, there were only I think three and a half stages that were positional and the, the rest was all prone it was all prone or modified prone, which, so the targets were, I guess, what you would expect for an AG Cup match. There were a ton of, like, three and four-tenth wide targets. There were a couple smaller than three-tenths. Um, so it was nice, I guess, that it was, um, you know, you were definitely stable. But I guess that would be maybe my one complaint is I would have liked to have seen a little more positional stuff. I do think it's fun. 
But overall, it was a really fun course of fire and definitely challenged you. But this was my my first match with the new, the whole new rifle and setup and everything. And for those of you that, that haven't seen it, so I, I, I switched to a found, Foundation Centurion stock, uh, black one. It's freaking awesome. Uh, running Hawkins uh, bottom metal. I have one of their one-piece mounts uh, ordered. It should be here, hopefully, I think, in about a week or so. Uh, run an impact action. Uh, I did just switch to a Bix and Andy trigger. Uh, this was my first match with that, and I, I'm a fan. The the that trigger was freaking amazing. Uh, running a Vortex Gen 3 6 to 36, and a MDT Skypod, and then I'm running a 22 GT this year. And we'll kind of get into the new rifle and setup and things and kind of the stuff I learned with it. But that's the rundown of the rifle. So got there Friday. Uh, so I had shot, you know, broke it. I think I'd put about 240 rounds through the rifle when I got there or by the time I had gotten to the match. Got to the match, uh, double-checked my zero, and ran it out to distance just to make sure everything was lining up. And went straight to 1150, and there was like a little skinny Ipsic thing out there. And, y'all, it stacked two shots, like perfect waterline, like two inches from each other. And I was like, sweet. Ran it back in. Everything was lining up was feeling very good about it, went and shot, um, you know, off of a few of the barricades just to kind of see what was new and get a little bit of practice in. But then, uh, so Saturday showed up, started the stage, or started off the match, and, and started off pretty solid. I got a nine on, the, on my first stage. Um, the... Missed miss my first shot, and it was we were shooting off the trunk of a car, and it bounced, and I didn't see it, and luckily made a good guess of which way, which way I missed, and ran it out from there. And uh, the last target was a little was it, so it was three targets around a car at like, let's see, it was at 600, then two at a truck at 725, and then it came back to a TYL at 500. And and I hit the little target on the TYL, so I was feeling good that the gun was shooting well and everything like that. Next stage, uh, we had a, there were a ton of troop lines at this match, a ton of them. Uh, the next one was, was a troop line. Uh, got a six on it. Um, it was pretty much, I think, the first four targets were three-tenths wide, and I think the fifth one was, like, a quarter. And it, just the wind was up and down, and I felt pretty good about it, but I got a six. So the third stage was uh, out of a helicopter, and you had a troop line of five squares, and then... You move positions, and then there was a five-target uh, IPSC TYL. 
So the thing I thought, so one of the things, so the, the last target, the last square on the troop line, while you were sitting there spotting, you know, it, it was no problem. But then when you got down into the helicopter, there was a tree in front of it and you could not see this freaking target depending on what the wind was doing. It, when I shot, when I shot, there was, I could see probably about a, oh, maybe a two inch tall by like three or four inch wide corner of it and just kind of had to guess on where I was at. And that one kind of, uh, it got some people. The whole reason I bring it up, whenever you're getting ready and and looking for targets and stuff like that, take into account of what it's going to be like when you're shooting off the prop or, or you know wherever you're shooting from. De definitely try, like when you're spotting, try to set your tripod up right behind whoever's shooting so you can get, you know, that kind of reference. But it was just a height thing that a lot of people, that, you know, people started saying as they were kind of coming off the line. So, you know, you just, we, we knew about it, but then, but the, and I don't, I don't think he would mind me talking about this. But uh, so Bushman got up right after me, and he had a, a squib round on his on his first shot of the stage, which caused him to get a zero. And you know we we talked about it. A uh, you know it it ended up being a kind of a running joke. But first off, he handled it way better than probably 99% of people would have. Um, he he saw it, stopped, and uh, went and fixed it and put it out of his mind and, and went on about the rest of his day. And he's, he's impressive whenever – I've never seen him get mad, and, and it just goes to show what kind of – uh, person he is, I think. But as we were talking about it, you know, he's, he's, he's like, I've never had a squib. And, you know, he shoots thousands of rounds a year and never had one. And keep in mind, whenever you're loading your ammo, you know, have some kind of system or check process or something like that so you can make sure that that doesn't happen. One, not only ruin a stage but you don't you don't want a safety issue thing either but uh, let's so see from there um let's see stage 13 so it was a kind of a, a troop line but it was shooting off the roof of a truck and it had a pretty good pan on it and i was clean through the first eight shots and then i missed my ninth shot on the last target and again the roof bounced and I and I didn't see it and I, this time I guessed the wrong way and missed my second shot on it again so sometimes you can try to do something to help mitigate that you know cars or metal bouncing or you know having those weak spots you know so when you're when you have a stage like that I would suggest you know trying to set your bipod up close to an edge or on like a crease where it's a little stronger or something like that. Cause 
those bounces, you know, if it's depending on the target distance, it can it can make it really hard to see. But that was that was the the biggest thing I, I took away from that one is making sure <laughs> the the bounces suck. It, it's just you got to figure out how to get around it. But then, so this is where things started to get interesting. So on stage 19, he has this stage called Predator Prey, and he's got, you've got a, a larger predator-type target, and then right next to it is a small prey target. So it'll be like a bear and a rabbit or, you know, some, something like that. And the whole deal is, you know, you, you need to be able to see where you hit on the target to move over to the smaller one. And so we were going through it, and all of a sudden, I had three shots go over the top of the targets. And, uh, like, one of them, so the, the farthest one, there's, like, this, I mean, gigantic wolf target. And I went over the top of it. And I, I didn't know why. Um, you know, so I, I saw it, but then, like, when I would move to my next... So I missed the giant wolf, but I hit the little rabbit next to it and I, I aimed a little low but but kept my same wind call and got it and you know I I, I I saw it and I don't know I was just it was something I wanted to keep an eye on but I didn't really know what was going on with it so then we go all the way back to stage one and it, it was a kind of a panning troop line stage and I got a freaking one on it I I was over the top of everything and I saw it and I and I, I was trying it because you know I the day before I'd gone out and shot and it just was perfect and it had been shooting really well up until that point and so I was trying to figure out what was going on during the stage. And finally, on, on my last target, I, I took a couple tents off my dope that I'd written down, hit the target, and ran, ran the bolt real fast and, and timed out right as I was shooting the last one. So I got a, I got a one. And uh, it, I was very frustrated but I figured out that my barrel had sped up. I guess I just didn't have enough rounds down down the barrel before it started. So I adjusted it, or I calibrated it in my Kestrel. I brought it up about, uh, I think it was 40, 40 feet per second. So a couple things with it. So this is the first... So I'm I'm using a different barrel manufacturer. So I don't know if that's part of it, but I was talking to Bushman about it a little bit, and he was asking about my how I cleaned it, and I told him I had started using this uh, chameleon paste from Bortec. It's like a mild abrasive, I guess you know, kind of similar like ISO or something like that. And he said that he found whenever he uses these abrasive pace that it takes longer for his barrels to speed up. Um, cause my rule of thumb had always, I'd go shoot 200 rounds 
through a barrel when I first get it and then do load development on it and I, and I wouldn't have any issues after that. But this was, I guess, not the case. Um, I guess I needed about 300 rounds through it, uh, maybe just over. Um, so I, I haven't, <coughs> excuse me, I haven't tested this theory with the, the abrasives. This was the first barrel I'd done it with. So that's something I'm gonna probably tinker around because I got a bunch of new barrels and so I may tinker around with that a little bit. But so barrel sped up. Um, and so between those two stages, I dropped 12, 12 points off of that. Um, went to the next one and I cleaned it. So I was feeling pretty good that, you know, I had the velocity lined out and had a couple people help watching for elevation and, and everything, everything looked good. So at least that was out of the way. Then the next stage, it's, it's off a stack of tires. And it's it's kind of like a tall, short, tall, short, tall. And there's a far and a near target pair. You go to the first one, you shoot the far, then you move to the second, shoot the near, and so on and so forth. Well, I don't know if my mind was just still going from getting a one and having to change things or what the case was, but... I go up, shoot the far set on the first target, dial down, move to the second tire, shoot the close ones, and then never dial again as I'm moving through the remaining three tires in the next six shots. And so on the far one, I was hitting low, but and I didn't see it, I guess. And I, I guess it was kind of because it was kind of going uphill a little bit, and I saw. I guess what was the skips of the bullet going up. And so that was my first, uh, I guess, big mental error. And uh, I got a four on that. Um, I missed two shots on, this, on the close ones and then didn't have the right elevation dialed for four of them on the far. So that was frustrating and something that was totally on me and I need to make sure my head is in the right place and going going through the stage especially when there's a lot you know a lot of movement or switching back and forth or whatever the case is but so <coughs> excuse me uh so it wrapped up the first day I think after day one, I was in like 44th or 43rd or something like that. Um, definitely not where I wanted to be, but, you know, kind of it is what it is. And so I was, you know, let's go out the second day. You know, I was like, I got it, you know, it's sped up, we're good, let's just go get after it. So... Day two, the second day was the PRS skill stage, and I so it, they changed it at this match than your your typical eight shots at a ten inch circle at four hundred yards, 
And I've seen at a few other matches this year that people have changed up the skill stage. You know, that's the tiebreaker as well. And so the way he did it on this one, it was four shots from your four standard positions at a 10-inch circle at 400 yards. But then there was two other targets also at 400 yards. So you went through your four shots off the barricade with one shot each, and then you went prone, and there was a 10-inch. So then you re-engaged the 10-inch circle for your first shot, then you panned over a little bit, and then there was a 8-inch circle. Then you panned over a little bit more, and there was a 6-inch, and you shot it twice, and then you went back to the 8, and then back to the 10. And that was for time. And so I I never really go for the tiebreaker deal or, you know, try to go real fast because I, re- I just want to get the points. But with kind of how the first day had gone and it being – and this was, and it was also an unlimited round stage. So I was like, you know what, let's take a whack at it. And we were only the second squad going through, so we didn't really know where – where the time would end up, but I think the the fastest time for the first squad was like 90, 92 seconds or something like that, and then our first guy goes up, he gets it with a 88, and then I went up and cleaned it in 75, I, th- I think it was 75, and I felt pretty good about that. Uh, then Bushman was right, Bushman was right after me the whole match. Um, then he goes up and does it in like 65, and it's like, well, you know, there that goes. But what was funny? And I, he he missed the target, the the 10 inch on his last position three times, I think, just because he's trying to go fast. But then he got down prone. And I'm not even exaggerating. He shot those panning targets pretty much as fast as I could pan in my binos to get to them. And it, like I would get them in my field of view, and it would hit, and then move on, and it was just hit, 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 and coming back. And my gosh, it was just it was I ne- I never seen someone shoot panning targets that fast, but. Then uh, I think uh, Ben Gossett ended up winning it with like 48 seconds or something like that. He freaking flew through it. So congrats to Ben Gossett. Uh, you made all of us look like we're running in slow motion. I don't know if it's a new set of rules with the skill stage that they're allowing you know to change it or something like that, but I, I think it's pretty neat. I, I saw it at the, I guess, the Best in Texas Prentice changed it up the weekend before as well. So, it, love to hear what y'all think about that. Um, it's nice. I think it's kind of neat having somewhat of a standard, but also letting some match directors do what they want with it. Anyway, so on to, on to the next. So, I was as I was shooting the stages on day two. I was needing, and so. You know, I'm shooting a 22 GT, so I'm I'm shooting substantially faster than everybody else in the squad. Not I, so after I adjusted my velocity, I was at 3115. You know, and everyone else is running in the, you know, 
28 to 2850 range. So, you know, my wind was generally a little less than everybody else's, but then I was needing even less than I anticipated. And after it happened a couple times, Bushman was like, well, you know, I, I think your zero's off. Like, I think you're, you're a little right. And, but then he would get down and he would have a weird lull too in the wind where he would need, you know, substantially less than, than anticipated. And I was like, well, you know, I think I'm just kind of getting these weird lulls in the wind and, and that's what it is. I don't think my, my zero's off. But then we finally, so we got to stage six, which was, we were shooting off these pipes and it was, it was a little pan, but nothing, nothing too crazy. But we had changed directions where, um, in the, on the last one, it was probably like a 1230 wind where, you know, you, you weren't much, but it was, it was still a little bit of wind. And I ended up needing to hold straight up on it to hit and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, I think my zero's off. And so ran down to the zero board, and sure enough, I was two-tenths right. And I, I was just a touch high, but I was two-tenths right. So that was super frustrating. I, I don't know why it happened. I don't know if it's something with the barrel speeding up or and, – and I, I had torqued everything – um, before I went out, I'm going to re-go through everything because I have another match this weekend um, just to double-check. but So that was frustrating knowing I had missed – that my wind calls were good, but my zero was off, and I was kind of fighting it in my mind as I was going through some of these thinking, man, it can't be that low – thinking, you know, there were just weird wind lulls and in reality my zero was off and I should have adjusted it a few stages before I did. But so then, so after that, um, get my zero fixed. We're on stage four and there's, there's two, there's, there's a truck and a car and there's five targets at each one and you would, and then you were shooting off of a car. And you go onto the trunk and shoot far near, then move to the hood and shoot far near, near, far, far near, moving positions. And once again, I got out of order and I shot the wrong target twice. And so, it, again, another big mental error. I, I got a seven on it which I guess considering isn't too terrible, but I was very frustrated with myself. Not only have a pretty good mental error, but to have done it twice in the same same match. So I'm going to, and I feel like I have a pretty good process of running through the stage and make, you know, so that this doesn't happen. I, I think with, you know, the gun speeding up and zero being out, like maybe my head just wasn't in the right place. I don't know, but I did it twice. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, I just can't afford to do that. 
But so then fast forwarding a little bit, um, we get to stage 20 at the far end. This was a new set of props uh, that Justin had put out and there were two big O tractor tires and it was uh, a, a, a big pan uh, troop line again. And I noticed a couple things on this stage. So one, so I did an episode going over using the sectors in the Kestrel and this stage or you know stages like this is exactly why I love to use it. I was able to get you know my direction of fire for all five targets, then enter the wind relative to the first target and sit there and kind of study, you know, like the pattern. And the wind the, thankfully the wind for the most part was staying consistent out of the same direction. It was going up and down, but so being able to sit there and, and read the pattern of, you know, from target to target. And so it ended up with just the way it was lined out that a pretty hefty wind hold on the first target, then the next three targets, at least for me, were this the same wind hold within a tenth. I think one was like, I think the second one was a tenth less and then the next two were the same. And then you move to the fifth one and you're shooting more into the wind and it was half, half of the first wind hold. And then the, the middle three were about 75% of the first one. So it was good to have a, you know, a, pattern you know so that if whatever I was going to need on the first target I could correlate that through and ended up getting a nine on that stage which I was super pumped then the other thing I noticed and so the whole reason I switched to the 22 GT this year one it's less recoil but it is very efficient in the wind and you know it's, I've only got one match with it and you know what now 400 something rounds you know only like 400 something rounds down the barrel so obviously not you know far from proven or anything like that I want to see how it does through the life of the barrel but just about everyone was needing uh like 1.7 to 2 mils of wind on the first target and I hit it with 1.4 and then just about everyone was needing nine tenths to a mil on the last target and I needed seven tenths so it was it was kind of neat to see the the efficiency of the cartridge and the bullet um, working working well and you know kind of seeing the numbers play out uh, and I didn't mention I'm running the 90 grain a tips in, in the 22 GT and I'm digging it so far like I said had a couple issues but going I'm going to the Raton match this weekend which will be a pretty good test and I'm going to make sure I've got two two days to make sure everything's lined out but I'm feeling good about it but just something I noticed I thought was worth worth noting so then the last stage, um, it was 
so there was a, essentially a long range stage both days and it was kind of the, a variation of the same thing and uh it was targets at 850 926 and 1043 and one of my concerns i guess with going with the 22 gt is it is a smaller bullet it is a lighter bullet you know energy on target at these you know extended distances and you know if i do miss being able to see you know will i be able to see that splash and and i was actually really impressed with how how it did you know out to a thousand a little over you know it did good you know it rocked the targets and um and i was able to see, see the splash on it but the thing i thought was pretty funny about this stage so the wind was picking up a little bit at this point but when we were shooting it was like a 12:30 wind and every now and then it would kind of roll over to a, a, a more full not a full value but just definitely a higher wind value and so we were listening to you know a couple people of what they shot and there'd be, you know, it was kind of a pattern, and then one guy would have to hold astronomically more. And so I get up there, and so at 850, 926, and 1043, and on the the 926 target, it was off to the left a little bit, so a little, a little bit more wind, and then you kind of came back in line f with the first one for the third, third target. And I needed a tenth right at 850, four tenths right, at 9.26, and then two tenths right for the 10.43. So it's very little, you know, very little wind, wind holding. And then uh, Bushman was right after me, and I, and I told him, I was like, like this is what I needed. And he's like, okay, like, let's, let's go, let's go. And he, he lays down and sends his first shot, and it had changed. And he needed, I think it was a mil on the first target, one and a half on the second, and then back up to a mill again on the third one. It was just nuts that I hit it with a tenth, and he needed a freaking mill. Overall, it was a it was a super fun match. I thought it was I thought it was laid out very well. Justin did a good job. Um, you know, sporty sized targets and uh, ton <clears throat> tons and tons of targets. There was um you know three to three four five targets or more on every stage and it, and it was a lot of fun like I said I do wish there was a little bit more positional but you know it's it's not like a deal breaker or anything it but it was it was a lot of fun but I, I learned a lot um one never gonna take that new of a rifle setup to a match um having the barrel speed up sucked and I dropped or it caused me to drop 12, 12 points due to that and you know I, I feel like my wind calls were pretty good on those so you know maybe not a full 12 but I you know I ended up dropping 12 between those two stages then I dropped six points to mental mistakes that are just dumb and should have done it. And then another handful of points from 
my zero being off and you know so learn learned a lot um don't bring that nuva set up to a match make sure you've run through the stage multiple times in your head so you don't do stupid things like I did and make really dumb mental errors. And then when you think something's off, go check it. Don't just like, oh, no, it's fine because it's, it's probably wrong. So, you know, with all that, like, I, so I came in, what did I finish in? 30, 33rd. Which you know, all things considered, you know, I, I'll, I'll take it. It was it was fine, but overall, I was actually really happy with how I shot, and making the calls that I, you know, I felt good about my win calls. Uh, but thankfully, there is a match this weekend in Raton. I'm gonna make sure everything is perfect today, tomorrow, and Friday. And then hopefully burn it down. I'm my goal is a top ten. I am bound and determined to get my first top ten. I think it's possible, but we're gonna get after it. So that was the Oki Spring Showdown recap. Um, hopefully you picked up some uh, helpful tips and. Don't make stupid mental mistakes like I did. But shooting the return match this weekend, I'll, I'll, I'll do another one of these. And then I'm going to try to get um, a group of guys, hopefully, to do a, uh, an episode with me while I'm there. But, guys, I appreciate you listening. And if you would love to hear your feedback, if you got any input or questions, uh, shoot me a message. Phalanx Arms on Facebook and Instagram. And also got a YouTube channel up now. And then, obviously, the Family Arms podcast here on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. But I appreciate you guys. I'll see you on the next one.